0: Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message.
1: Good evening, church. Good evening. I will be reading first from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But. but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. The second scripture reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 17 through 20. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child.
0: All right, so um, one of the highlights I was going to share with, I want to share with us today uh, is just a bit, a bit of the humor of the Lord. Uh, for those who don't know, Pastor Ricky, who did the children's message, was, uh, you know, he got engaged recently, and so he and his fiance now have to, you know, kind of dual parties, you know, go to, go to her house, and then go to his, his family's house and her family's house to do all the things. So yesterday, they were traveling uh, to see extended family, and so we didn't get to connect about our service, and Pastor Ricky stood up and just preached my message. Way to go, brother. That was awesome. He got the same exact text. I mean, I was just like, I was clearly just like, all right, throw my notes out. That was good. That was good. But uh, tonight, I really want to drive home some of what Pastor Ricky was talking about. And so um, if, uh, if, you have the, if you have a Bible in front of you, you can look at those same passages that you just heard out of Raz reading, and uh, we're going to look at them together, uh, starting first in the Matthew passage, then wrapping up in the Luke passage. There's three things we're going to say tonight, and I hope you follow along to catch all three of them because um, I believe the Lord has a word for us. The first thing I want to get started with is this. Uh, how many people re-gift for Christmas? You re-gift. Come on, come on, be honest. There's no shaming. I don't know that it's my gift you're re-gifting. Come on, how many, people you, how many people have ever re-gifted? You've ever done it? There you go. More honesty, okay? All right, so if for those who have never re-gifted, if you don't know what that means, it means you received a gift. And, uh, and for some reason... It wasn't exactly what you needed, and so you pass that gift along to somebody else on another occasion. Maybe it was this. Maybe maybe a bunch of people got you gifts, and two people got you the same exact gift. Well, you don't need two of them, and so you took one of them, and you re-wrapped it, and at the next holiday party, boom, there you go. You were ready to go. You had somebody taken care of. Well, that idea of re-gifting is kind of fun. We think about it. We say, oh yeah, you know, like I, I can see how that happens uh, with a gift exchange and things like that, but tonight I want to I want to recapture this and, and offer us this idea that, that, uh, that the greatest thing we could ever do is re-gift. That the greatest thing we could ever do is re-gift. And so if you miss everything else, hear this tonight. When you leave here tonight, I challenge you to re-gift. To re-gift. And you'll, we'll, we'll make sense of that here in a minute. So the story started off in Matthew chapter 1, starting in the verses 18 to 25, and, and uh, we, we heard about the story that this is how the birth of Jesus would come about, and Mary, who was pledged to be with Joseph, was, uh, was found to be with child. But look with me, if you have a Bible, open, look at verse 20, it says, But after Joseph had considered all this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and called him Joseph, son of David. There's a couple of things that jump out to me about this. Number one, for those who um, may may be new to the church thing or something like that, it's not often that the angel of the Lord shows up for somebody like this, right? This is a unique experience, right? You know, like uh, I've been around for for, uh, 40 years now, and and that hasn't happened to me yet. Um, And maybe, maybe for most of you, it hasn't happened to you yet. Maybe for all of us, it hasn't happened to us yet. But the angel of the Lord shows up, and not only does the angel of the Lord show up, in other words, not only does God speak directly to Joseph. This is what he says. He doesn't say Joseph the carpenter or Joseph of Nazareth, how everybody else would have known him. Everybody knows Joseph in that way. He says, Joseph, son of David. Well, son of David, really tracing back, means Joseph, you're in the line of David. Joseph, you, you have a rich bloodline. Joseph, you're somebody really important. Joseph, I know something about you that no one else knows. Clearly, God is saying, hey, Joseph, I know you. And that's the initial conversation. Hey, Joseph, I know you. Yesterday, I had an opportunity to go to a, um, a fundraiser uh, uh, concert. And, and when I got to the fundraiser concert, I was saying hi to people who, who knew my name. They knew my name. They were like, hey, Ray. And I was like, Hey. Yeah, and I did it more than once because there was a bunch of people who knew my name, and I knew my name for a couple of reasons. Some of them actually knew me, and then another, the rest of the people had seen my picture with my name under it listed in the bulletin, and so they were like, oh, I know who this guy is, but they were coming up saying, hey, Ray, I knew nothing about them, so I was just like, hi, and smiling. That's not what happens in this moment with Joseph and the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord shows up and he says, I know you. I know who you are. Joseph, you have a purpose, and that is reassurance. It's a reassurance. I want to say this to us tonight. The God who we are worshiping, the God who's going to come in the form of the baby, the God who, who tonight we prepare our hearts to receive, he knows you. And he doesn't just know what you look like, or he doesn't just know the outer you. He knows you. He knows the depths of you. He knows knows the things that are treasured up in your heart. He knows the things that you're holding on to. He knows the richness of who you are, but he also knows this. He knows your identity and purpose. He knows your value. He knows what's ahead of you, right? So here's the beauty of it. God who comes and visits with Joseph and is about to rock Joseph's world, he starts off by saying, I know you really well. You're special to me. And maybe nobody has said that to you recently, so let me say on behalf of him, he knows you. He knows you really well. And he's declared you special, important, valuable, purposed. So as we prepare our hearts to receive the Jesus who comes to save the world, let us also understand that same Jesus comes knowing us, knowing what's ahead of him and knowing what's in store for us. I hope you see that tonight. He goes right after that and he says, Joseph, I got a purpose for you. You're going to name the baby. Now, for those of us who have had, who've been blessed to have children or have, have been a part of, uh, uh, of the naming process of children, you know that, there's, that sometimes that's a little difficult. Amen. Come, y'all not being honest tonight. Y'all either that or your world is just way different than mine. No. All right, all right. So let let's just let's just be honest. Let's just, I, all eyes up here. All, all eyes up here for a second, right? There's usually not always, but usually at least two people who have an opinion about the name of the baby, right? And that's usually a mother-in-law or father-in-law, right? 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 And then there's then there's the two people who really have an opinion about the name of the baby, and that's mom and dad, right? And so there's at least four, five, six, eight opinions, and then you go somewhere and everybody else decides when they see mom with baby and belly, they decide it's their job to name the baby, amen? <laughs> come on, come on. You've done it before. You've done it before. You've looked at her and you said, oh, that Joseph is going to be so cute. Yeah. She was like, mm, 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 right? And so, so here it is, here it is. God declares to Joseph, Joseph, you have a job to do. Support this lady who's going to have a baby because you're going to name that child. And you're not just going to name that child anything. You're going to name him Jesus. Literally, you're going to name him Emmanuel. You're going to name him God present with us. The richness of the responsibility that Joseph has in this moment His purpose, his his value, his directive from God. Give that baby the name that declares that he is the one that will save us. Give that baby the name that declares that he is the one that God will be present with us through. Maybe say it like this. When was the last time you were going through a really hard time and you were just like, I wish somebody was here to deal with this with me. Let me get a show of hands. You've ever gone through a time where you're like, "I, I wish I wasn't alone right now. I wish I wasn't alone right now. Maybe you tried to pick up the phone and call your best friend. They couldn't answer. You ran to mom. You ran to dad. They weren't there. Or they weren't available. You just felt all alone in that moment, right? Joseph has a job to do. Give that baby the name that says God will be there. God will be with you. God will be present. You will not be alone no matter how hard or how deep or how trying that trouble is. God is with us. God is with us. And Jesus, the name that declares that, he is the one who saves. He is Emmanuel. He is God present with us. So the angel declared it. God spoke it. The angel declared it. And Joseph obeyed it. God spoke it. The angel declared it. And Joseph what? He obeyed it. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a hard time obeying. Amen? Amen. Come on. For those who don't know, that was, uh, yeah, that was my prize over there, yep. Way to go, son. <laughs> Putting me on blast. But I bet, you, I bet you that Nate and I are not the only ones who have a hard time obeying. How many of us have ever struggled with, with doing what we knew was right? You ever struggled with doing what we knew was right? I just saw a story about this uh, on the news. Maybe you saw this story too. Um, over in North Jersey, there was a Brinks armored truck. Is that what it's called, an armored truck? You know what I'm talking about? The truck that carries all the money, right? You know what I'm saying? And somehow, while it was driving down uh, the, the interstate, the back of it opened up. And money just began to fly everywhere. And you know what You know what people did? They stopped their cars. They stopped both sides of the highway, which is divided by one of those CMAT medians. They stopped both sides of the highway. They were jumping over the median to try to collect the money. <clears throat> I'm going to let you in on something. If you ever find money that has been lost by, uh, by, by the federal government or by one of these armored cars, you know it is not legal to keep the money. Now, how many of us would have hurdled the cement median, found the money, and then turned around and said, Here, I want to give it back? Come on, let's be honest. Anybody doing that? It's Christmas time. Okay, a couple of you are giving it back. Give it to me next time, okay? Give it to me next time. But, but check it out, check it out. There were people who were hurtling over. And so when, uh, when the, the video cameras were out, and this is all over the place, everybody's catching it, and uh, there was questions like, are these people going to be prosecuted? Are, people, are, are, are they going to get in trouble for keeping this money? And the response was, nah, not this time. Not this time, we'll let them keep it. Now, all, to my end, I was just a little disappointed that I lived so far away. By the time I heard the story, I couldn't get there in time. But, uh, but, but, but honestly, there are times when, 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 when we know there's something that's right to do, and yet we have a hard time obeying it. I can imagine what the conversation was like. Mary was like, "Hey, uh, hey, honey, I'm, um, baby here. I, I know, I know it's confusing. Don't get mad. It's, it's not somebody else. It's, it's God. I, I don't even know how to explain that." And, and Mary's like, "So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like, uh," Like, I don't know, like Jimmy or uh, Christopher. And Jesus and, and, and Joseph was like, "Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Mary. Uh, I've got this figured out already. That's going to be Jesus." Hmm." I mean, Joseph stepped in and said, I got this figured out. I got, I, the, word, the, the Lord gave me the plan. He told me what it's going to be. I've got to obey it. I know it might be disappointing and I know it might, even not, be, might not even be my responsibility to, to step in and do this, but, but because God has said it, I've got to obey it. And maybe that's something for us to adopt tonight. When the Lord says it, he calls us to obey it. Can I say that again? When the Lord says it, He calls us to obey obey it. Come on, stay with me tonight. Come on, I know it's dark, but come on. When the Lord says it, he calls us to obey obey it. Come on, there you go, there we go. So you say, well, pastor, that's cool, but how does this get to to the regifting part? Well, in the second story that we looked at in Luke chapter 2, um, I, I, hope, I hope you hear this tonight. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 17, it says, When they had seen him, when, who's the they? When the shepherds had seen him, him is Jesus. When the shepherds had seen baby Jesus, this is what they did. They went and spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And everyone who heard it was amazed by the story. Watch this. When we think about Jesus... We think about this Jesus. For those who are new to the church story, Jesus' life ends on a cross. When we think about Jesus, we often think about the 33 year old who died on a cross. But I want to tell you this from the point where Jesus was in the belly, when Mary and Elizabeth were belly to belly, the Bible says that when their bellies got close to each other, the two unborn babies began to celebrate. Right, That Jesus, from the moment that Jesus steps into this world, the response is the same. That everyone who encounters Jesus, their life is changed, and their response is they go and tell somebody. You remember the story where Jesus, now he's about 30 years old, 32 years old, and uh, and Jesus is hanging out on a long walk, and he stops and he sits down at the well to get something to drink. You remember this story? And he meets the woman at the well. And the story goes on where him and and the woman have a conversation back and forth, back and forth. And then the Bible says that the woman ran into town. She ran into town. She left Jesus at the well. She ran into town. And everybody she could find, she told him that she had just met Jesus. You see, when we encounter the God who loves us, we can't help but tell somebody. When we encounter the God who loves us, we can't help but tell somebody. So tonight i got to ask you, have you met him? Do you know him? Do you know how much he loves you? Because, see, if you've met him and you know him and you know how much he loves you, your response will be just like the shepherds. You'll run back into town and you'll tell everybody, I met somebody. And they will be amazed. They will be in awe. They will be drawn in. They will experience the invitation of Christmas. You see, this is the re-gifting that I'm talking about. I've given you something. Now you have an opportunity to re-gift that to somebody else. Tonight, maybe you got invited here. And so you're receiving that gift that has been re-gifted to you. Maybe you've been away from church for a little while. And so tonight you're like, oh, wow, I'm born into this again. This is new. I'm back in. Well, let me offer you this. Would you re-gift it to somebody else? Yes. Would you tell somebody else yes. the good news yes. that God loves them? Yes. Would you tell somebody else that God has a desire, a plan, and a purpose for them? See, we know that story to be true because Jesus... When he entered in, he came with this purpose, that he would be the light of the world, that he would be the one who brings peace, that he would be the one who pays the sacrifice for everyone else. And at the end of the day, Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except those who enter through him. Jesus is the way to the life that you and I have been purposed for. I hope that tonight as we go back and get ready for our Christmas celebrations. By the way, how many people are expecting some gifts under their tree? Or around their tree or somewhere else in their house? How many people, how many people are looking forward to to ripping something open? Yeah, how many, how many people, how many people think they might find something from last year in their stocking still? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's called regifting too. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, all right, cool, cool, cool. I, I'm looking forward to those things too. I, I don't know what your Christmas traditions are, and, we're, and we're, we're a young family. We're still trying to figure out what ours will be, but I know this has always been a part of it so far. Um, we really look forward to the kids going to sleep tonight. The kids don't, but the parents do. We look forward to the kids going to sleep tonight. And, uh, and, and the kids always wonder, you know, what a mom and dad do after the kids go to sleep on Christmas Eve? I know there's kids in the room, so I'm going to let you in on the secret. We have a big party after you go to sleep. We do. Because we know that Christmas Day is filled with like, us figuring out how to make those toys work. And so on Christmas Eve, we just stay up all night eating cake and ice cream while you sleep. And, uh, and that's not really true. It's not really true. Shh, that's not really true. I don't know what your Christmas tradition is, but I imagine it'll have something to do with like, ripping open boxes and gifts and enjoying those things. But as you do that, can I ask you to do this? Would you you think about how you might re-gift the Christmas story to somebody else? There's somebody in your world that needs to know. And they're waiting on you to be the one who gives them that gift. Let's pray together as we get ready to continue in this time. God, we know that you are up to something that is good. And God, we know that we've heard the story over and over. A, a baby coming in in, in, in a manger and, and about shepherds who have made their way over to see you. But God, maybe we haven't given enough attention to this. The shepherds didn't just stand there. They saw you and as a result, they ran. They went back and told everybody who they could find. And you know what? They weren't the only ones who did it. Right, We know that for the last 2,000 years, every time somebody learns of who you are, what they're moved to do in response is to go and tell somebody, is to go let somebody in, is to, is to go re-gift that gift that you have given us. You see, you gave me something that is so great that I can't contain it. You gave me something that is so right that I, that I can't hold it back from anybody else. You gave me something that is so special that I, 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 I would be silly not to tell somebody else about it. And I desire for everybody here to know and experience that same gift. And so God, I'll wrap it back up and I'll, pu- I'll tie it up with a bow and I'll put it under the tree. And my prayer is that when somebody opens it, that they would experience the joy of Jesus in their life, the joy of having life that is new and that is good and that is full, the joy of understanding purpose and identity, the joy of knowing that the king of the world has come to give us life, to take away our sins, and to purpose us for our future. So Jesus, help us to re-gift you this Christmas. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and
1: join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.